Hello, friends. Welcome back to another episode of Be Here for a While. Today's episode of Be Here for a While is brought to you by Scentbird, Hourglass, and Audible. All awesome companies and products I will tell you about later. And I just want to remind you guys, when you support my sponsors, you are supporting me. And that is how I keep this content free. Wow, that was that was me rapping, almost. I think it was... If I would have put a beat behind it, like a... That's... Wow. Why did I do that? That sounded like I was calling a horse to giddy up. Not... I just tried to... I was just... I just thought in my head right there that uh, I was about ready to beatbox. Never beatbox in my life. I... Just got a burst of confidence and just ended up going like this. (laughs) I hope I never do that again. I want to crawl under my couch right now. Uh, Anyways, yeah, when you guys support my sponsors, you're supporting me. And I only choose companies and products that I like and I use and I believe in. How you guys doing? I am alive. I survived the birthday trip to Nashville. Uh, it was so much fun. And we went for, uh, if you haven't been listening to the podcast, I went to Nashville for my friend Kristen Doty's birthday. There was a huge group of us. Uh, there was uh, Brittany and Jax and Stassi and Bo and Lala and Randall, uh, Joe, Amy, a bunch of Kristen's family and friends from Michigan. But um, yeah, it was it was so fun. I was very nervous uh, initially because, as you know, possibly, if you listen to my podcast, I'm a bit of a grandma. I like to go to bed early. I like my eight hours. I prefer not to be awake past midnight. It's just not my thing. Uh, But I was sharing a room with Brittany and Jax and Kristen, who are all pretty much night owls. And I was like, this is just not going to go well. And also, if I'm in the room with the night owls... That probably means the other people that want to stay up late are going to come in that room and hang out after the bars close, right? You know, because they're not going to go into Stassi and Bo's room if Stassi's going to bed early because she's normally my grandma counterpart. But now that she's got Bo, I'm, you know, a lone ranger fending for myself out in the world of young people. Um, Actually, I'm younger than half the people I mentioned, but, you know, people that like to live like they're young, too. Um... But anyways, so I was like, this is just going to be difficult. So the first night I I go to bed early and everyone's hanging out. And it was a nice like two bedroom uh, hotel room. And so there was like an area where everyone could hang out and I could go in the room and sleep. Didn't work. Uh, Kristen kept coming in. She needed things. Everyone was loud outside. There was just, it didn't happen. So I went to bed by like midnight one but definitely didn't get to sleep until like probably four when uh Kristen finally decided to go to bed so then the next night I uh I realized that I was just gonna have to suck it up and stay awake so I did and it worked out fine um no it was all super super fun and we got to see Fleetwood Mac I love them so much oh Kristen and I have been stalking them for a long time and uh we acted as crazy as I would assume that we would during the concert, crying. You know, someone was taking a video of us. Joe, who was with us, was taking a video of us crying emotionally, smiling, excited. Like, the range of emotions we were going through was, like, we were cr- like crazy people. Um, I, that was what I expected, though. That's what we do. Um, and then, on top of it, they did a Tom Petty tribute because um, they... Lindsey Buckingham, one of the original guitarists and singers, one, original founding members, is no longer with the band... And so they have two other guys, and one was um, one of the original guitarists for Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers, and um, also Fleetwood Mac and Stevie Nicks were super close with Tom Petty. So, anyways, they did a they did a tribute where they had the slideshow. I mean, don't get me, you'll get me with a slideshow. Give me a slideshow and some sad music over it, and I'm a goner. I don't even care if I didn't like the person. You know, you give me you give me a slideshow, and I'm like, they were the greatest person ever. They were amazing. So yeah, we're sobbing through that. Uh, there's video evidence of that. Maybe I'll post it on my Instagram. And feel free to follow me over there at Rachel N. O'Brien, R-A-C-H-A-E-L-N-O-B-R-I-E-N. Um, so yeah, overall, it was absolutely just a great trip. But I was exhausted when I came back um, because I had just been traveling for comedy too. There was only like a week in between. And uh, I don't know, maybe it was a little more than that. 
I feel like I went somewhere else. I don't know anymore. Um, yeah. So then we got back on Friday and I just like sat in my apartment Friday night. We got home at like maybe eight and just like ordered Thai food and laid on my couch. And then, you know, obviously I had to catch up on work. So Saturday and today's Sunday have just been planning my tours and doing all this shit. So I feel like myself again. Because I function at a level where I prefer to work 12 hours a day, if at all possible. That's who I am, and it makes me happy. But, tours coming up, exciting stuff. Um, officially, New York is booked. We'll be at the West Side, me and Natasha Pearl Hansen, who's going to do my podcast, like, in maybe this week. It'll come out in a couple weeks. Uh, she's a comedian, awesome girl. I've mentioned her before. So we are doing a New York and uh, UK and Europe tour. So first stop, New York, April 16th and 17th. We will be at the West Side Comedy Club. And you can get tickets at the West Side Comedy Club's website or at my website, rachelobriancomedy.com. Then we hop over to Scotland and we are in... I'm going to say all this stuff wrong. Someone messaged me. I got to look it up again. The phonetics say... Ah, dang it. Well, I'm already recording this intro, so it's too late now. I'm going to say it wrong. Feel free to correct me. Um, and then we hop over to Scotland. We go to Inverness. That's also probably I'm saying that wrong. Uh, and we are performing at Tukter's. I think you say Tukter's Comedy Club there. And um, there'll be a ticket link for that soon. You can go on my website, rachelbryancomedy.com for that. And then, oh, that's so that's um, April 18th and, no, April 19th and 20th. Jesus, get it right. April 19th and 20th in Scotland. Tickets will be up soon for that. And then, and, and we also have, so here's what's cool. So Natasha um, has this, she works with this app called WeGo, which is a travel app where you you can set up like VIP experiences for people when they come to your comedy shows. I'm not just talking about like just the straight up VIP tickets, which I do sell often at my comedy shows. Basically like she, with this app, she curates an experience where um, it's an opportunity to, you know, meet the people, like the, the people that come to our shows that are supporting us on this journey. And we set up these excursions where there's dinner and drinks. Um, she also has like discounted hotel rooms and stuff. And so you go on the app we go and you you purchase the package there. And if you have any questions, because she's still explaining it to me, but um, DM me again on Instagram or email me at info at rachelobriancomedy.com. Basically, yeah, like in Scotland... There's a package where you can do a hotel and then you get a VIP ticket to the show, dinner and drinks with us and then the before the show and then a night out afterwards. It's like a whole thing. And I know there's probably, well, I know for sure, I think there's some uh, girls coming up from Edinburgh or Edinburgh. And um, yeah, so if you if you need to travel, there's an easy way that we're kind of setting this up for everyone. Um, so the, yeah, so it's called WeGo, W-I-G-O, and it's an app. And also, uh, she told me to tell you guys, uh, the first uh, six people that email me at info at rachelbryancomedy.com get a $100 uh, gift card to this experience um, in either uh, Scotland or London. So those are our first two experiences we're setting up with the shows. I know that sounded confusing. Again, if you have questions, email me. So then, um, yeah, so then we go, we pop over to London and our show as, in London is at Moving Pictures Cinemas uh, in London and you can get tickets there on their website or rachelbryancomedy.com and that's April 23rd. So we're in Scotland, April 19th and 20th and then London, April 23rd and we're setting up the same type of thing there, hotel accommodations if you happen to live outside of London or if you just want to do, I mean, you can also just straight up buy tickets to the show Um but if you want to do like a VIP experience and have dinner and drinks and hang out and, you know, uh, do all this fun stuff, we uh, we got that set up too. So yeah, email me for more info. And then we are, uh, we're still up in the air, but we think we're setting up Berlin and Amsterdam. And then we end the tour. This is exciting. Pretty sure this is official. In Paris, either like the last couple of days of April or the beginning of uh, May, and it's super fun because all my other Vanderpump friends are going to be in Paris. Uh, Stassi, Lala, Katie, and uh, Brittany are all going to be in Paris. So they're going to be there at the same time. And Natasha and I are partnering with a really big comic, which I don't want to say his name yet, uh, in Paris uh, to do the show. I don't want to say it until it's officially booked. But yeah, it's going to be exciting. So if you're in any of those places or you're traveling there during that time, please come to the shows. Can't wait to meet you guys. Super excited. I will stop talking about shows now and I will get to the podcast. Um, 
My podcast today is with a very good friend of mine. He's done the podcast before. Um, his name is Chris Medina. He's a world-renowned like celebrity uh, psychic. He does a bunch of podcasts that I'm sure you listen to that are similar to mine, like uh, Annabelle's and I think Jacqueline's he's done and a bunch of other people's. Anyway, so we kind of just get into it. So I wanted to have him back on because he, at the top of the year, I'd listened to his podcast and he was talking about like how he just was only going to be on a positive track in life and like just something changed for him. And I just thought it was interesting and I, I wanted to talk about it because I'm always interested in how people, you know, kind of uh, operate their life in that way because uh, very into being positive, very into making dreams happen. And I, and I hope you get something out of, you know, I try with all my guests, you know, I know this is a comedy podcast and I'm a comedian, but, you know, I try though to, to, interview people and talk about things that hopefully you guys can resonate with and learn something from or at least you know empathize or sympathize with maybe it makes you feel better about your own life because sometimes like things aren't going awesome you know for my guests or myself and so you know I just yeah anyway so I had him on to talk about that and how he had to start weeding out people that were negative in his life and using intuition to you know uh let's say you're on a date and figuring out actually using your intuition to realize like oh this this isn't a good person for me and not ignoring intuition and because he's a psychic he really feels this stuff he can pick up all this energy and he can pick up on telltale signs of bad people and so we talk about that and um yeah and I hope that there's not a part of it that seems like negative because both of us are kind of commiserating on how 2018 was not our fave but it's just it's just to say like that's how a lot of things are in life like you know there's you know there's always here I am with the sayings wrong, but uh, there's always uh, a storm before the rainbow or <laughs> whatever. There's always shit before it gets better. And uh, I think that kind of stuff is cool to talk about. I think it's annoying to hear about like people being like, so everything's always been awesome. And, you know, it's it's cool to hear how people's journeys happen. So anyways, we talk about that and yeah, he's trying to convince me to date again and use my intuition and all that stuff. Um, but I think you guys will get something out of it. And yeah, without further ado, the lovely Chris Medina. Chris Medina, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me, my being love. Being here for a while. <laughs> Never thought about that. Actually, I'm sure I have. Um, this is your second or third time on my podcast. I think it's my second time. Second time. Second okay. time, yeah. I feel like you did it one other time, no? Did I? <sighs> I don't know. Jay, did he? It was only once, right? I'm thinking it's my second time. Huh. I don't know. We hang, we hang out more than we podcast yeah, together. Yeah, for sure. That's yeah. for sure. So maybe I'm just thinking of that. Who knows? <laughs> but it's so good to see you. You look amazing. Thank you. You look amazing as well. Thank you. You've been saying that and I just wanted to just say it on the air. <laughs> you, <laughs> guys, she just got her fucking hair done and she looks amazing. <laughs> Beautiful. Thank you. I You're love welcome. you so much. You're such a great guy. Uh, and you really do look good. You're on some diet that... I don't know. I wish I could go down. It's called the it's called the positivity diet. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So that is the main thing I want to talk about. Do you think? I actually believe that though. Do you think that you can just kind of look and feel better by almost releasing negative energy? Do you think it's possible? Because I've heard people say this too. Like if you are constantly stressed too while you're eating, or you're even just so stressed about what what you're eating, your body will hold on to it more. Exactly, one hundred percent. Yeah. So I decided. Um, I you and I just uh, talked before we did the podcast today, yeah. and we were talking about how shitty 2018 was. Did, was it really bad for you too? It was fucking ridiculous. Really? It was horrible. Yeah. Like, was it like that for a lot of people, or does everyone just say that? No, I think it was like that for a lot of people. Yeah. I think that 2018 made zero sense to everybody. It was all over the place. Mm -hmm. A lot of shit. A lot of people came and went. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know about you, but I lost a lot of friends. Uh, yeah, I think you know that. <laughs> yeah, a lot of shit. Friends, a couple breakups. Yeah. yeah. So it, I, th I think definitely that it was a, a weeding process for us. Mm -hmm. So yeah, so to answer your question, um, woke up 2019 and was like, that's enough. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know about you. I'm more in touch with my guides than most people are, obviously, because mm -hmm. the psychic medium stuff. Yeah. And I had been asking, you know, towards the end of 2018, I was like, shit has got to change. I got to start getting, I, I got to get things popping. I got to start losing weight. I got to start attracting the attention of the male eye. Mm -hmm. I'm ready to put myself out there. Yeah. Let me know what Let's it is. That, yeah. <laughs> let, let me know what I need to change or what I need to do mm -hmm. to get back in the game. And so, like like clock where people started coming in and going out mm -hmm. so people started revealing who they were towards the end of it and then I was like okay it's time to get rid of them yeah and then yeah so when you ask your guides like 
what do I need to do? Do you actually hear them say something or is it just like you start to see things show up? No, I start to hear what's going on. They'll tell me like, uh, you know, just, uh, it's not a voice. It's more like an idea or a thought process that comes in. And then I can see a picture kind of play out on what, um, of what I need to do. I feel like, I wonder if people that don't have psychic abilities can kind of tap into that too. If they're willing to listen to it. Yeah. Every time I, I give a reading. That. Yeah. Every time I give a reading, people are like, how do I get in touch with my intuition? I'm like, you got to be willing to listen to it. Even mm-hmm. the bad shit. Because mm-hmm. it's the bad stuff that we don't want to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I definitely ha- was very in touch with my intuition with that last guy I was dating. Like I knew something was wrong. But then like my friends would be like, no, he's so nice. Or you have to forgive him for that thing. And da da da. even my mom was like, he's great. And I'm like, my gut's saying no. My gut is saying no. And I... I, I, sh- I should have probably broken up with him sooner, but I, you know, I got the evidence that he actually did cheat on me. But like my intuition was strong. I've always told you that you had great intuition. Thank I told you. you that you need to start using it more and not give a fuck what people say, you know, because here's the thing with you. Mm-hmm. You come across obviously very sweet, very beautiful, but there's also a hardness to you. Mm-hmm. That's your defense mechanism to let people know, don't fuck with me. Mm-hmm. And I think that people mistake that for you being bitchy mm-hmm. when it's not. You're just kind of yeah. like cautious and you're more reserved and you're mm-hmm. more like, I don't got time for it. Yeah. So I've always told you, use your intuition or whatever. And you knew better. Yeah, absolutely. And look what happened. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, ha- I hate that I come across that way, but it's more just like, and it's probably more so lately. I just have to be guarded because I was really nice in a lot of situations and also way too open, way too like, cause I'm so self-deprecating making fun of myself or telling almost even ex- like I, sometimes I will exaggerate bad things that happened to me to make others around me feel better about mm-hmm. what's going on with them. Right? right. And I didn't know I was saying that to people half the time that would use it against me, you know? See, that's messed up. Yeah. And yeah. it's like, or, or even just being self-deprecating about like, oh, I did this and it was so embarrassing or stupid or whatever. And no, and then realizing like, oh, they're using this as ammo. This is like, that is something I've definitely had to learn. And so I just don't tell people that st- stuff like very much anymore. Well, see, I, I used to be that way. Mm-hmm. I used to, because people say, Chris, you come across so hard. You look so bitchy or, you know, you know you, you're closing a lot of doors. Aren't you afraid mm-hmm. there's going to be nobody left? No. No. Like if that's what it takes in order for the bullshit to leave, that's yeah. what it's going to have to be. I don't just need people. I don't just need, just need warm bodies around me. Like I'm fine being alone. Like I don't have the time for that. I mm. only need people that have my best interest at heart because for me, it got so dark. It was, I was so depressed by a lot of personal relationships that I had that it's like, for me, it's like, I got to do this because my life depends on it. Like, I think that has to do a lot with your intuition. Mm-hmm. I really do. I think that you are afraid to say things outward sometimes because out of, out of fear that again, like you just said earlier, you're going to be taken the wrong way or whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. Start utilizing that more yeah. mm-hmm. because you're good at it. And when I said hard, I don't mean you look hard. Yeah, I just, you. you just come across no bullshit. Mm-hmm. That's what I like about you. Thank There's you. no bullshit. About I like that you. about you too. You're very yeah. similar in that way. Yeah. I think for you too, when people would say, would say that it's, you're really tall and it, like you're imposing. So there's something you can't help about like your intimidating, your intimidatingness. That's not a word, but uh-huh. like being intimidating or appearing hard. It's just, you're a tall guy, you yeah. know? So, um, you don't think the gay thing softens me up though? Yes, it definitely <laughs> does. But you, I would not know that if I just looked at you, Okay. you know? Okay. And then yeah. it's like when you talk, yes, for sure. But if you're just walking down the street, like, no, I would first not even like, my gay walk, my cat walk. You do not have a gay walk. Does he have a gay walk? <laughs> really? Yeah. For sure. You have like, you have like sweet gay eyes. <laughs> oh, <laughs> gay face. Yeah. Gay face. Gay face. That's a term my friend I used to use. That's funny. Um, about he's gay too. Um, so, okay. So 2019, you were just like to your guides, like I, I have to figure this out. And, and so they sort of just started telling you by action or, or you would, you would just envision like these are the people that need to go or. I, you were envisioning like, this is what my life needs to look like. And here's how to, they were telling me how I needed to step up to the plate more, mm-hmm. how I needed to start honoring, honoring myself and not, um, you know, you're a psychic medium and people like that as a cool party trick. So they come to you for advice all the time. They're, they mm-hmm. were more or less kind of telling me back it up a little bit. Don't be so open with it and start doing you now. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, whatever. And nobody believes me when I tell them this, but on January 1st, 2019, the very first day of the new year, I just felt different. I was like, I feel more positive. I feel like more energetic. I stopped smoking weed. I thought I was going to be a major bitch Mm because I was like, okay, as soon as 2019 hits, no more weed. Time to get back in the gym, start doing this this diet, start putting myself out there. But I'm going to give myself a three-week time period because I know I'm going to go through withdrawal. Mm -hmm. Everyone says you don't go through withdrawal. But yeah. when I stop I smoking, know, I don't smoke weed. Do yeah. you go through withdrawal? Oh, it's horrible. Yeah. Like the night sweats, you can't you can't oh. sleep at night. Nothing. 
Really? Not Interesting. Not one thing. So I was like, okay, I'm taking this as a sign. When I started the podcast. Well, your body probably wasn't chemically addicted to it. I had been smoking weed for like a whole year straight and didn't stop. Yeah, but some people's bodies just don't have that gene or that protein in their brain or their body that becomes chemically addicted. Yeah. It's most, a lot of people that have that were just born with it. Mm-hmm. But. Um, yeah, so again, started feeling more better, more positive. I started noticing that everybody on the first of the year came to me with problems. Mm-hmm. A good friend of mine had an addiction issue that she was struggling with. I was like, fuck. And my guides were like, that's it. Do not get, you, you can be there and be supportive, but do not let her problem infiltrate your mind. Mm-hmm. Everything's going to be good for you. Like when I started my podcast back in August of 2018. Mm-hmm. Say the name of your podcast where they can called find it. It's In Your Head with Chris Medina. Ooh. And I have a, I have you to thank for that too as well. Oh, because you were you. pushing me to do it. You were telling Absolutely. me to go out there and do all that stuff and giving me all kinds of great advice. So I finally did it. And uh, when I started doing it, I was worried again. One, the gay thing. Mm-hmm. I was oh, like, I. just kind of like, I don't want to come across too gay sounding on there. I don't want to talk with a lisp, even though I kind of, you know, pronounce things like a little too gay mm-hmm. so I was worried about that and I was worried about like how it's going to come across my guides I'm telling you this right now they did not allow me to think negatively at all every time That's I tried right. to go there it mm-hmm. was like a ping it was like nope nope out of order don't go that way mm-hmm. 2019 same thing mm-hmm. I tried thinking you know what why am I not going to withdraw mm-hmm. why why do I feel good why do I feel energetic they're like why are you questioning yeah, why are you, what are you doing because here? after you had a, have a life of shit and you had mm-hmm. a year like the like we had mm-hmm. and let's be truthful here we're not Debbie Downers we're not negative thinkers no. we're very practical and realistic so Absolutely. sometimes when good things happen to us we're kind of like wait a minute is this going to be taken away from us how long is this going to last yeah that's it but that's a, that's something I definitely work on not thinking because that's that's almost like it was something I, I learned when, you know I, I I did some work on myself this summer and and went to therapy and have it went to hypnotherapy and all this stuff and um that's one that he, thing that he says is like you can't what's the point of even having something if you're instantly afraid to lose it like like it's better to have the feeling in general of just having in your body before you even get something because it's not it's it's basically it's just a terrible way to live it is yeah but again after the shit that we've been through mm-hmm. who can blame us for that way of thinking yeah you know we have people I wouldn't say I necessarily think that mm-hmm. I I no, I wouldn't say for I, I necessarily think that for I'm, you. Yeah, no, yeah. I don't. I'm not afraid to. I'm not afraid to lo- lose things because I do understand that everything comes and goes and changes. Like energy is constantly changing. People in and out of your lives. Like, so I don't get incredibly attached to things because I usually know when something leaves, something better is going to come. Granted, it may take a long time uh-huh. and it may be painful until it does. But I'm horrible with goodbyes. Like I yeah. will not watch the ending. Of, I know it sounds so gay. The ending of like a reality TV show when they're packing up and there's time to go and they're saying goodbye. <laughs> I'm like, I hate hills, this stuff. Like, oh, <laughs> yeah. So, you know, and then growing up the way that I did, you know, with the abandonment issues, it leaked into my adult life. Mm-hmm. And you're so much younger than I am. And you're getting it out and you're, you're fixing everything for you. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be 43 this year. That's really young still. Yeah, but still, I mean, I should be... You know, but that's around the time that a lot of guys it's that's a normal time frame for guys. Yeah. You know, well, so. I'm feeling it like no yeah. more bullshit. Like I said, a lot of people left this year. Um, better opportunities came into play. The podcast is taking up our number. Our numbers are actually doubling. So it's so exciting. Yeah. Now, do you feel like people walked out of your life because you were saying no more? Or do you think it's because they were um, intimidated by your positivity? Both. Mm-hmm. I think that um, when you, I mean, how many times can you give somebody a reading about the same shit over and over again? Mm-hmm. At what point do they take responsibility? It's also your job. Like, it, they, I mean, yeah, give them a couple of free readings, but like, you know, yeah. they could pay you or even like a discounted fee. You or know? they could listen, especially since it's coming for free and I'm your good friend, mm-hmm. right? Like, yeah. you know, so I just I started realizing that I was like, you know what? You got to, you got to be willing to change things about you. I cannot, I cannot go on any longer listening to, and I'm sorry, your miserable shit over and over again. Mm -hmm. Like at what point do you get off your ass and you start changing things? Mm -hmm. Because as soon as like, I I noticed that people, you know, they got a clean slate. They were, you know, they started getting all the blessings coming towards them, great opportunities. And they would find a way to either sabotage that or dirty the slate up. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I'm like, you are never like, you are self-sabotaging. Like you need to stop that. And the comfort zone of, of having someone that they can just complain to all the time makes a person not be able to grow. And I really like in, in some friendships of mine recently, like I think that, uh, uh, this person, uh, is really thriving now because I think I was a comfort zone for this person to complain a lot. And, and I think that once like we had a split, I think this person's doing so much better because it, there's no, 
I don't know. It's kind of, you need things to shake things up. You can't just rely on, you know? You have to throw them back out there. They mm-hmm. have to learn their lessons. Mm-hmm. And I think I told you this before. When you do that, when you're codependent on somebody else or you're in a relationship where you guys are feeding off each other here, neither one of you are learning the lessons you need to learn because you guys are stuck at each other's hips. At 100%. So throw them out. Let them go learn their experiences, yeah. whatever. And you... And think, like, all good. It's not, yeah. yeah nothing There's nothing bad. wrong with it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 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 People need to do that. People do that in, in you know, male-female relationships all the time, too. And sometimes they get back together and it's, you know. Yeah. You know what helps people to come together or get back together is loving the way someone smells. Sometimes it's how you remember them or think of them when they're not even around. And whatever scent you may be wearing, you have good taste. However, your great taste is also expensive. But with Scentbird, I found a way to have great taste and mix up my fragrance routine without breaking the bank. Whether it's Tom Ford, Gucci, or Versace, Scentbird.com keeps me smelling good month after month. I'm currently switching between Aka de Parma and Gucci fragrances I got from Scentbird. And I love the size. I just throw it in my purse when I'm on the go or traveling. It's the perfect way to expand your perfume collection. Scentbird is a luxury fragrance subscription service that allows you to discover new perfumes and colognes without buying an entire bottle. They have more than 450 designer brands for you to choose from, like Prada, Dolce & Gabbana, Cartier, Gucci, Calvin Klein. With Scentbird, you choose the perfume you want to try, and they'll send you a 30-day supply. That's 120 sprays, enough to apply more than four times daily for a month. Not sure what type of scent you're looking for? You can sort and find out your new fragrance by brand, style, occasion, season, and more. Or take Scentbird's True Scent Quiz to discover more personalized recommendations for your taste. And I have an offer for my listeners, just an exclusive offer for you guys. You can get 50% off your first month today. That's only $7.50 for your first fragrance. Just go to scentbird.com slash be here and use my code be here for 50% off your first month. Again, that's scentbird. That's S-C-E-N-T-B-I-R-D.com slash be here and use code be here for 50% off your first month. That's just $7.50 for your first perfume or cologne. Sign on and smell amazing. Did you have to actually tell them like, hey, I cannot be your friend anymore because you're not bringing positivity into my life? Or was it just like... They just ghosted me. Really? Yeah. Even to the point where they like unfriended me off of social media. I'm like, really? Like it has to go that far? What the heck did you do to deserve... Like how, did you, you didn't know even that you guys were I in I just told fight, them or? that I'm sorry that I'm getting on with my life right now, that I got yeah. things I need to do. Mm-hmm. Like I got to get this podcast going. I, I'm putting out there that you need to be positive. If I'm not following my own advice or following, you know, in my own... my own, That I'm practicing what I preach, mm-hmm. what good am I? It's, it looks like a hypocrite. Yeah. Yeah. So um, you must have, because you, you are a psychic and you're intuitive, um, you must have a few telltale signs. And I'd like to for you to give some advice to my listeners uh, for this in friendships, but then also in dating where it's really hard to sometimes know if someone is a bad person or not. Like you can't really tell. I mean, Stassi and I in my last podcast kind of came up with a few kind of triggers and tactics that we've come up with, but we're not psychics and intuitives, you know? Mm-hmm. So I, I, I'm intuitive. Uh, yeah, but yeah. And even Stassi is. Yeah. I mean, you guys. Yeah, she is. Yeah. You guys are, you guys are very intuitive. I just think that again, with, with you guys in your everyday lives and the people that you encounter, it kind of, you, you have to kind of stifle that a little bit, or mm-hmm. you have to watch what you say because of the industry that you guys are in. Mm-hmm. It's difficult for you guys. Mm-hmm. So you guys, I mean, I can throw myself what in there. What do you there. mean by watch what we say? Like you can't be as honest about things or. Yeah. Or you know how people can be dramatic in the industry that you're in or mm-hmm. whatever. I'm a psychic medium. I got to watch what I say because you know, I, I bring this intuition. I bring this in here. So again, I'm not on the same level as you are, but we kind of have the same issue where we can't be as you're direct. Very, we're very much on the same level. Yeah. I don't believe in levels. Well, okay. Well, <laughs> thank you. But yeah. We um, can't be as direct. But why? why? Because I you don't want to get in trouble because it's public or. I don't want to ever say something to somebody that's going to that's going to affect their lives to the point where where they're crippled with anxiety. Yeah, and they don't okay. want to do anything, or you know what I'm saying. Like, do you mean that in the sense of like, because you may sense something bad's coming for them, like in a psychic way, and you don't want to freak them out? Exactly. Uh, okay. Or like, I've actually turned down readings where I knew the person wasn't ready to hear what I had to say, and I didn't want to be the bearer of bad news. They had shit they need to overcome, they need to grow from. Mm-hmm. I wasn't going to be the one to go there and be like, "This is what you have to do," and like totally ruin their lives for them. Really? Yeah. I feel like it would be helpful to know, kind of. 
Or you think that, yeah, but maybe it would just give you too much anxiety because it's going to have, it's inevitable anyways. So what, I guess what's the point of putting that anxiety in them? Yeah. And if they're already anxiety ridden as it is, what good is it going to do to add more pressure to them? You know, they're not going to change. Like I hate to say that people are hopeless or there's, there, there's people that are out there that are just not going to get it, but let's be truthful. If we're going to be honest, there's people that are just hell bent on Mm self-sabotaging their way through life. Mm -hmm. You and I both know that. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. There's people. Yeah. I mean. Changing yourself and changing your life takes a lot of work. Mm-hmm. But I, yeah, I tell people all the time, like this but is it's fun work. It's good work, especially if you're reaping the benefits and you're feeling that energy. Mm-hmm. Like the worst thing you can do is like feel that energy, feel positive, and then have somebody come in here because the, I always say this: the devil is in the details. Every time you are bettering your life, every time you want to go and do something positive or make this change, that fucker will always come in and try to throw a wrench in your works. Mm-hmm. It's like he's like, let's test this person and see if they're practicing what they preach. Mm-hmm. So we get friends that come in. Mm-hmm. And try to unload on us and try to take us back a step mm-hmm. and entice us with shit or whatever. And we're like, you just got to be willing to, you know, let yeah. that shit go. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So do you have like, like let's go with dating yeah. first. Do you have like a few telltale signs that you can read in someone? Um, could be for your friends or for yourself when you see like, mm, that's not a good sign. Do you... Yeah, I mean, uh like as as far as like when you're having a conversation with them and they're kind of tiptoeing around through stuff. Like I had somebody, um, Jay actually told me. That's a good tip. Yeah, Mm -hmm. Jay actually was talking shit to me about this. And so was a couple of other friends of ours where I was like, when we go out on dates, like what is wrong? Like if you're going out on a date, you've obviously decided that you want to invest your time in this person. Mm -hmm. You wanted to meet up with them, to hang out with them and see what they were about. It's It's a privilege on both ends, right? Yeah. You're single. What for? What reason? I want to know everything about you. Why aren't you dating? Mm-hmm. And somebody in Jay was like, "It's a little intrusive," and I'm like, "Not if you're going out on a date and the in the hope is to start something up here. Yeah. Start asking questions. Don't be afraid to ask. I'm not saying going and saying asking what their social security number is or yeah. all that shit, but find out who they are. Mm-hmm. Get to know them. And you again with your with your intuition and the way that you come across, you're a great people reader. Mm-hmm. You'd be able to know. And the minute that you don't like something, cut it loose. Yeah. Unless it's something that, you know, everybody has quirks but and that, shit. But that tiptoe thing, I feel like I sh- that, that that happened in this last relationship where it was like, I felt like he wasn't answering questions directly. Like s- things about like past relationships or it would just be like he'd have like a few catchphrases like, you know, like I would ask about like, like if you ever cheated on someone or, or would you ever cheat on me? He's like, no one's got time for that. But it's like, it was so cheesy where I was like, you're lying. And then they turn around and they'll tell you, I never said no. Mm, well, he didn't do that. Yeah. But it was still like a, yeah, like it would, the t- tiptoeing is a good one where they're like not willing to give you full information. Yeah. To squeeze it out of them and shit. I understand yeah. like if you don't want to tell all your deepest, darkest secrets on a first date, obviously mm-hmm. you keep some stuff, but, but then again, that's like, I would be comfortable telling someone everything about me on a first date because I don't really have any secrets. Like, well, you like to talk. You like to communicate. Yeah. In order for you to hook up with somebody or to be to be um, to get yourself involved in a relationship, that person has to be able to commun- communicate with you, mm-hmm. especially you, because you love to talk. You love to talk shit. You like to be funny. You like to put mm-hmm. yourself out there. So a guy that comes in here and they're tiptoeing through shit or mm-hmm. they're kind of giving you like very vague answers mm-hmm. for Rachel, that's a complete sign gotta go yeah and it's also just not that interesting like yeah. it's like you don't i don't you don't seem to have a personality yeah so tiptoeing is a good one all right do you have any more uh let's see my list, I, this has to help my listeners i know dating I know. is hard right now do you know this is probably the third time i've said this on my podcast but we had the host uh, the new host of loveline come through our podcast booth for my other podcast uh-huh. which you should be a guest on screwed up stories actually i want to book you soon okay i'll explain later um he came through and he was telling us that divorce is at 65 percent right now and cheating is at the same amount i'm like so 35 percent are my odds there's 35 percent of people out there i'm like it's not a good time for dating so yes your tips can be helpful right now (laughs) yeah again i taking time to get to know that person establishing that connection or that relationship do not be afraid to throw them back in i think a lot of times people get desperate when it comes Mm -hmm. to dating that they're willing to accept things they normally wouldn't Mm -hmm. that's a big flag right there Mm -hmm. don't 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 lower your standards don't settle yeah, the minute that you're you, going to end up with that 65% pool if you don't watch out. Exactly. And then what's going to end up happening, you're going to end up presenting yourself because mm-hmm. you were like, fuck, I knew better. Mm-hmm. So just making sure there's open communication, talking to the person. Again, don't be afraid. If you're going out on a date, you were there to find out more about this person. Absolutely. Yeah. Open the lines of communication up. Um, but as like a, as a psychic, is there key things that you see in people where you're like mm, evil or bad? That's hard for me to answer because again, I'm... Because it's so broad? 
it's not that it's so broad. It's because I, I see things that most people don't see. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like I pick up on their energy or I'll be able to tap into saying. their, to their mind and pick up the shadiness on them. See, that's a problem for me when I uh, date. Okay. Because I'm like, so it's, it's not something that would be necessarily visible to like the naked eye or anything. No, but again, your intuition is very strong. Everybody's intuition. Mm-hmm. Start following that. Start listening to that gut feeling. Ask questions if you need to. I think people get afraid and they're like, I don't want to look desperate or whatever. Or like Jay and our other friend said, you can't talk about that on a first date. Well, I'm going to. Like what? What was something that they said like, you couldn't say? Like, you know, what happened in your last relationship? Why are you single? Like, what Why is that? I think that's a great question. What happened in your last relationship is a very normal question. Yeah. Jay's shaking his head over there. Because he's a man. I think it's a very normal question. I want to know why you're single. I want to yeah. know why you haven't made that connection. What is it about you? Are you just, are you selective? Mm-hmm. Or you, you know, if you tell me I just didn't feel that vibe or connected with them, then I'm going to ask you why. And then we're going to get, that leads to better conversation. No one's going to not go out with you again because you asked honest questions. Right. It's like people get so freaked out to like, like, I don't know, like piss someone off on a first date. Like if they get pissed off that easily, then they're probably not a good person. Like, What do you do to throw yourself out there? Like well, since we're talking about dating, uh-huh. are you somebody that goes on apps or are you good old fashioned, the good old fashioned way, just meeting people? I, I wish I would love to meet someone in the wild. I'm very sick of the dating apps, but I don't, I don't know how to meet someone in the wild because A, if I'm out at night, it's for comedy. And B, it's usually just with my Vanderpump friends. And I'm already, they, I don't, we have only that group of friends. It's like, I'm not going to meet anyone through them. And mm-hmm. I just don't like I go to bars really. And, you know, I don't know how I would. And I'm not someone that I feel like puts out a vibe that's like, talk to me in a grocery store. But maybe I should put out that vibe. You should put it out there. Again, you're a very beautiful woman. Thank you. Like I, you're I always man. tell you that all the time. <laughs> like you, like, I, I don't know why. Again, we're, we're different different strokes for different people but if i were you and i had the body type like you that looks like you i would definitely be putting myself out there mm-hmm. like i don't and, and the way that I, do, you, I do i do but i do it on dating dating apps i think for me though i'm a little bit i think i and we'll we'll get to my tarot reading in a second so i don't know if it's because of what she said or if it's because i feel like i'm in a place right now where i'm like i don't think i'm ready to date right now i think um you know i just came off of that that guy uh scumbag we'll call him and uh <laughs> and I think like I think it's just I'm in such a career building phase you know I have no side jobs it's just comedy and podcasting that I would rather put my energy into this than you know going out on a Tuesday night and having drinks with a stranger right now you know mm-hmm. and feeling like I kind of wasted the night well, a lot of people are into manifestation, mm-hmm. like manifesting your dreams, whatever. And somebody would tell you right now if they were, if you were to say, well, you're already starting off wrong, saying that you want to focus your attention on your podcast and your work, whatever. You're not sure if you're ready for dating. Are you ready for dating? I, d- I don't think I am right now. Why? I think I'm just not that interested in it at this present moment. I also have a lot of trips planned, a lot of travel. Like I'm gone half of April touring in Europe and stuff, uh, you know. Oh, good for you. Yeah, I just think it's not the right time, uh-huh. you know. Um and I'm I don't know I don't know what I I mean I know what I want, but like I don't I'm not seeing it on the apps really, so it's like yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I'd like to see you meet somebody the good old fashioned way. I would love like to. Like networking or like, again, the uh, you got to understand something. Your, your Vanderpump friends, they're in a different kind of different light there. Mm-hmm. So it's hard to go and talk to somebody like you mm-hmm. where you got all these people around you and stuff. And it probably intimidates men. Mm-hmm. I know I shouldn't use that as an excuse, but yeah. again, you're not as easy, easily accessible as most women are or some mm-hmm. women are. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, but I feel like I'm pretty warm once people start talking to me, you know? I think so, too. Yeah. But again, it, it, it's getting them to talk to you. If you're looking to talk to people and you're out on the dating scene, you obviously want to look your best. And for me, I feel the most beautiful when I'm wearing Hourglass Cosmetics, specifically Hourglass's Caution Extreme Lash Mascara. And for a lot of beauty brands, luxury means something to splurge on and indulgence. But when I experienced the performance and innovation of Hourglass Cosmetics, it was easy to see that for them, luxury means so much more. It's about feeling beautiful and sexy. And their Caution Extreme Lash Mascara is groundbreaking. I'm obsessed with it. It's long-lasting, it never smudges, and it's completely vegan. And the tapered brush delivers endless length and intense volume and lift. It's dramatic, it's sexy, you feel amazing in it. It's no wonder that Allure magazine called Caution a lash lift in a tube. And I've had a lash lift, and this mascara is way better. I use all of Hourglass's cosmetics. I'm religiously using their translucent powder. I just love everything about Hourglass. It's 
beautiful packaging. It just makes you feel special and beautiful. And I have an offer for my listeners. Caution Mascara is a game changer. Discover Hourglass like I did and experience unparalleled next generation performance by visiting hourglasscosmetics.com slash be here and use promo code be here to get free shipping with your purchase of a full size Caution Mascara. That's hourglasscosmetics.com slash be here and use promo code be here. You will not regret it. You're going to feel so sexy. What are you doing to meet someone? Not doing anything. I need to lose more weight first. You do not. Yes, I do. I need to lose more you weight. Look great. I need to figure out what my style is going to be, and mm-hmm. I got to start owning. I, I, we talked about this before. I was in a bad relationship before, mm-hmm. where the guy like mentally mind fucked me. So a lot of that, you know, um, you're a whore, or like guys look at you for one thing, whatever, and they know that all you want to do is do this, whatever. For the longest Jeez. time, yeah, that I didn't, is incredibly emotionally abusive. Yeah, for the longest time, I didn't want to look into a mirror. Mm-hmm. So now I'm just barely getting comfortable looking in the mirror and finding who I am again. Because before mm-hmm. I would, I would never be afraid to switch up my style, switch up my hairstyle, switch mm-hmm. up the way that I looked, whatever. Now I'm kind of like, oh God, how's that going to look or whatever? What kind of reception am I going to get? And now I'm more like, fuck it, I don't care. I want to go back to my old ways. Yeah, I want to go back to you know, I feel like not giving a style. Shit. I think you you look really happy and really good right now. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I um, is it? S- well, I guess it's probably helpful for you, but is it kind of scary like when you go on a first date and you can actually tap into like what this person's all about? Like, do you have to kind of shut that off so you can be on on the date? Or, I mean, I guess it's good if you were really sensing if this person's bad, but does it ever kind of take you out of the moment? All the time. That's, that's one of the do? reasons. What do you do? I have to remember, you're on this date. Stay focused. Look at them in the eye. St- pay attention to what they're saying. Stop going inside their head. Because everybody has insecurities mm-hmm. and fears. But to me, because I'm dating this person or I'm interested in this person, I want to find out what makes you tick. I want to find out if you're going to cheat on me mm-hmm. or you're going to lie to me or whatever. So I start reading their mind right off the bat instead of giving and it time. And can you tell that quickly? Oh, yeah. 100%. Really? That's why I don't date. Because how many of them? 65%? (laughs) Yeah. Or they're just, you know, you can kind of tell like, I don't know, maybe I'm reading too far into the future and your audience is probably going to think, God, you're already jinxing yourself. But I can tell like how long the relationship's going to last. At what point are you going to get bored and you're going to want more? Mm -hmm. You know? You get bored of them. Them. I mean, you're being a little negative about it, but I, I think, know. But if you can really see that, I guess that's. But I got to I got to stop that shit. I just got to be in the moment and go do it. Then I I'm challenging you since you're on positivity train to say something positive that you find in dating. Something positive. Um, getting to know that person. Like I was telling on one of my episodes, I was saying that I want to get into the zone of going out on a date and then getting to talk to this person and listening to music with them or getting in a car and like laughing our asses off and connecting that way. Like what's your turn ons or whatever. I want that first like three or four months of like excitement. Mm-hmm. That's what gets me off. That's where it's kind of like I'm looking forward to that and then easing into like, okay, so what's the next step now? Because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm tired of playing games. Yeah. And I don't know about you, but like I'm, I'm watching these like younger people date like the millennials. Uh-huh. Well, you're one of them. But mm-hmm. whenever they go on dates, it's kind of like, okay, well, don't forget to Venmo me your half of the money. Oh, and I'm like, yeah, I'm all set on that. I'm like, I. Yeah, I'm all set. On one that. of us take the bill or whatever. I never want to talk. I never want to have that conversation with somebody. Yeah. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm putting myself out there. I'm trying to right now. Mm-hmm. Um, just as far as like my attitude and my personality and figuring out like getting back into, I mean, I'm, I've been a dad for like the last 20 years. Mm-hmm. So that sucked time out of me and I was yeah. all focused on that. So now I'm ready. Um, when uh, Stassi and I were talking about what we saw as a red flag for dating was because it usually has always worked out this way for us when someone comes on really strong and they're like never felt this way before like they and they really want to lock you down quickly that's always ended up being someone that was a cheater or a bad person have you found that 100 percent. yep i wonder why why do you think that is 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 it because they need that initial attention so quickly but they need it all the time from everyone i think that is a huge red flag as far as like codependency like they 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 just they have to be in a relationship so they want to make sure because they think about it a guy want a guy knows that a woman wants nothing more to hear than to hear i want to be with you you're the one i've never felt like this with anyone else before so what does a woman usually do i'm not shitting on women but yeah i I consider myself a woman we want to hear that shit yeah we want to you know i've definitely fallen for it many times yeah though i don't think i will necessarily now because i'm realizing every time that that's happened it's been ended up being someone that wasn't Mm -hmm. you know good because they're not they're deciding that before they've even gotten to know you like that's a really big red flag that means they just they just like the way they feel sort of around you but they don't know anything about you exactly yeah Yeah. so again and then we end up getting caught up in that and we're like okay well maybe they're just a hopeless romantic or maybe Mm -hmm. they're just being romantic and blah 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 go with your gut instinct start start figuring out stuff or whatever and and just 
kind of like mark their character. Mm-hmm. Like Stasi, I'm sorry. I, I think that she's a great judge of character. Mm-hmm. I think that she, um, I know that she's dating somebody now, right? Yeah, he, they're yeah. really good for each yeah, other. Yeah, they're, they're good, yeah. Um, but she, again, I think that she knows better or she knew better at the time when she got involved in it. She just didn't want to, uh, I, I guess, be negative when it came to it or whatever. So mm-hmm. she was willing to give it a try. Mm-hmm. But you she mean with kn- the new one or the one the from per, before? From before. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The guys yeah, that yeah, she's yeah. dated before, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. She's got great intuition. Mm-hmm. Like, she's a people fucking reader. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah so and are you. Yeah, and uh, well, I, we j- I just found out on her podcast and mine when we were talking, um, the, the, the last guy, the one you talked to her about when we were in Mexico mm-hmm. was a completely untrustworthy, but she didn't want to tell any of us it because it, she was, you know, embarrassed. When I gave her that reading, she, I mean, again, I'm not going to go and tell somebody that something that they don't want to hear. And she was very, um, I wouldn't say guarded or yeah, she was kind of guarded or whatever. And it wasn't the right time to go balls deep with mm-hmm. her when it came to that or whatever. So mm-hmm. I just wanted to ease her mind and remind her who the fuck she was. Yeah. Cause at the end of the day, she's a, she's a big personality. Absolutely. She's a, yeah. Yeah. Um, do, are you because you were seem like you're sort of encouraging me to go out and date is it because you you see something happening sooner for me yeah really i think that you're ready for it i think again i would love nothing more i'm i'm not trying to soften you up i you i never want to take away your strength or your mm-hmm. defense mechanism i just want you to lower your defenses and realize who you are and what you look like at the end of the day mm-hmm. I, as much as you want to be positive again tell me if this is wrong mm-hmm. i think that there's a little bit of insecurity there with you when it comes to you and having to trust other people mm-hmm. and again and and worry worry that you're going to be made a fool out of or taking advantage of or kind of taking on a ride because of your history with guys before. Yeah. But again, you I wouldn't say I'm, I don't I really don't have a lot of insecurity around guys. I, that's just not something I've Maybe is never that insecurity really with you that that maybe you I think maybe you might be onto something with um in, I clearly am not doing a great job picking them. Like maybe I I think maybe my well, it's I mean I guess my intuition my gut's good, but it's sort of like, well, then why does it keep happening? You know? So maybe it's kind of like that. But that's a test like, for you. Like when, as soon as you start seeing the relationships going south or it's not working out or whatever, mm-hmm. that's a sign for Rachel to get the fuck out of it mm-hmm. or at least speak up and be like, what are we doing here? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And yeah. I did get out of it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Fine. You're encouraging me to, okay, well I'll tell you about the tarot reader. Do you believe in tarot card readers? Depends on who's doing it. Okay. Like I have a really good friend who is a phenomenal tarot reader, but she's not traditional tarot. Like she knows what the symbolisms are, but she's also highly intuitive. So she, um, hold on one second. Mm-hmm. Okay, so she's super intuitive. She's super intuitive, and she utilizes her intuition to read the tarot card. So that's somebody that I trust. A lot of times they just go by the book or whatever. Mm-hmm. So half believe it, half don't. Okay. The, well, this girl didn't have, like, a book or anything in front of her. She And, and she's apparently, like, world-renowned. She's done, I mean, she, and she's done all my friends on the show and all these huge celebrities. And so Kristen, I've, I'd never been to one before. Kristen wanted me to go, so she, like, surprised me and bought me a session. And... I don't know how I feel about it because no bullshit. I want to hear how you felt about it. What you picked up from her. Um, I felt, well, I felt like a lot of it was kind of vague. Um, I felt like, but I also felt like I already kind of know a lot of this stuff about me and my career. Um, I, I don't know. I felt like it was a little too vague. It was like, you're going to hear some news about something in March or April, but it won't be the actual thing that happens that, that will help more like in September. And I'm like, okay, I kind of see it. Um, but I guess she, I mean, I guess she was really strong about certain things. She was like, the script you're writing is going to get made. I see it happening in 2021. I see your name in lights. I see this happening. Da, da, da. But then with like acting stuff, like I just had an audition and she said, well, and she was firm about that. She said, you didn't book it, which I didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, but she was basically like, um, don't focus on acting is like, a, you know, don't stress about not getting auditions. You're going to be an actress through the projects you make, which is also something I've kind of always known too. you know, that it's going to mm-hmm. be like I write something and then I'm in it or it's because of my comedy or something. Mm-hmm. Um, she was very specific about, well, OK, so the love stuff, she was like. I just kept asking about career and she's like, Oh, keep getting these love cards, but we'll go to that later. Mm-hmm. She's like, I think some love thing might be happening. And then when we actually asked the cards about love, she was like, yep, no, it does not want anything for you now. It didn't. She said, I don't see it happening till like 2023 mm-hmm. and 2023. Yeah. She's full of shit. 
Like no. she's like, you might date some people in between and that'll be fun. But like 2020, I'm like, that just seems really far Unless away. Unless 2023 is the year that you make the relationship a marriage. Or that it Maybe, takes you yeah. to the next level there. But I don't think, I think you're going to have definitely something coming in by, before the end of this year when it comes mm-hmm. to romance. And you have, you have to remember something too. If you and Stassi, mm-hmm. just, we'll use her as an example because we both know who she is, are going to go get a reading. Remember something. You guys don't come across like your typical person that goes get a tarot reading, mm-hmm. especially you, because you have this look about you. So what they're going to do is they're going to they're gonna try to tell you what you want to hear mm-hmm. because they know that Rachel's going to call them out. Does that really? make sense? Yeah. But what? But like being like, no, you're wrong about that. Because how do I know if she's wrong? Because it's future stuff, you know. That that's the thing. Whenever I give readings, I talk about what's going on now in the present or whatever, and mm-hmm. I will make very, very close to the future type of predictions. I won't go too far out there mm-hmm. because it's too long. Mm-hmm. Anything could change between now and then. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like like again, you're in a you're in a certain space right now, but who knows by this coming June, like right before your birthday, mm-hmm. that you that you have like this epiphany or this moment of clarity that you're like kind of like, you know what? I'm I'm just gonna go I'm gonna go ham on shit. I'm gonna I'm gonna change my path or my direction here. So to put twenty twenty three out, that's so fucking long. Yeah. You can change everything within a couple of months if you truly wanted to. Yeah. That's right. You can change the course of your life in the matter of weeks or months. As long as you just commit to it. But sometimes I think that you need to expand your mind or learn something new to do this. And there's never been a better time to do this than to listen on Audible. Think about it. Could listening make you a better parent, a better leader, even a better person? Could listening to motivating fitness programs get you fit? Could listening inspire you to start something new? And I say yes to that. With Audible, you get access to an unbeatable selection of audiobooks, including bestsellers, motivation, mysteries, thrillers, memoirs, and more. Audible has the largest selection of audiobooks on the planet, and now, with Audible Originals, the selection has gotten even more custom with content made for its members. I love an exclusive deal. I'm currently listening to The Subtle Art of Not Giving an F. I listen to it before I go to bed, while I'm cleaning my apartment, while I'm driving, and I honestly think that I retain it better because I'm listening. And Audible members can choose three titles every month, one audiobook and two Audible originals. You can't hear anywhere else. Audible members also get access to exclusive audio fitness programs to start the new year off on the right foot. Yes, more exclusivity. I love that. Listen on any device, anytime, anywhere, at home, the gym, on your commute, or just on the go. You'll also enjoy easy audiobook exchanges, rollover credits, and an audiobook library you keep forever, even if you cancel. Audible. The most inspiring minds, the most compelling stories, the best place to listen. And I have an offer for my listeners. Get started with a 30-day trial when you go to audible.com slash while or text while to 500-500 and listen for a change. That's audible.com slash while or text while to 500-500. That's A-U-D-I-B-L-E dot com slash while W-H-I-L-E or text WILD to 500-500. Guys, let's change our lives. So I feel like putting that out there or whatever is hopeful. There's no way to verify that. Mm -hmm. When I give a reading, I tell you, again, what's going on right now. What's holding Rachel back Uh from getting the relationship? You do some future-y stuff. I remember saying like you like. But it's close though. It's Mm -hmm. not years out. Yeah, yeah. That's true. That's true. Yeah. One thing she did do, which I thought was really interesting, um, so uh, that script I wrote, um, I believe, I just have this weird, I had these visions when I was under hypnosis um, several, uh, without even trying to come up with it. Like, I know what I'm wearing when I win this Academy Award. I know, or an award. I guess it doesn't have to be an Academy Award, but like, I know what color my dress is. I know what my feet feel like when I'm standing on the stage. I know who I see in the audience. Like, I know, I know that I c- collapse to my knees when I walk off stage and just like, start thanking God because it took so freaking long. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and and so I just kept having these visions like over and over again. Um, and even when I would like meditate and stuff. So anyways, I, I asked her, I was like, am I going to win an Academy Award? And she was like, she did the cards. And then she went, oh. She goes, normally I don't do cards when some, someone asks, like do that when someone asks me kind of a crazy question. She mm-hmm. goes, but for some reason I thought it would be okay to do that for you. And she goes, I don't know if it's an academy award but i see awards for you mm-hmm. i don't know what it is and then like a week later my friend uh rachel who is kind of intuitive and psychic just randomly sends me a text and says i think i'm going to be at the golden globes with you next year 
like I'm at a table with you and I see uh, so I was kind of like that was kind of weird how that both happened where mm-hmm. you know well, and, you and had the vision and then that, yeah then then the tarot card reader said like I don't know if it's an Academy Award but it's an award and then my friend randomly texted me like Golden Globes mm-hmm. Isn't that crazy could be something to that I don't know I think again with you when it comes to you I would love to see you again I'm not saying that you're not practicing what you preach but I think there's still a little bit of you wanting to hold on to some of who you are you gotta let that all go you, who have I, who am and what like as far as like you're like again a little bit of your past and being not being so again um overly cautious or too uh i don't want reserved reserved is the wrong word here mm-hmm. i think that if you truly let go and didn't give a fuck about what anybody thought or or yeah just and just did you 100 percent, you're extremely talented i've told you this before Thank the you. only thing that's holding you back is you mm-hmm. there is nobody on god's green earth especially when it comes to you me in what way um, like like the fears that you have, your own hesitations, your own overthinking, your own overanalyzing mm-hmm. the situation or whatever, and let yourself actually be, again, I'm not saying that you're not funny, mm-hmm. but actually let yourself be funny and not give a shit about it because you're a comedian. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like for sure. No, I, I see what you're saying. And that's the work that I've been working on too is just like, I don't really care what anyone thinks of me. Like I yeah. literally, and I've, I've gotten to that point though. I actually do think I have made some major progress in that way like Mm -hmm. i don't care i already was drugged through the mud in 2018 i already had people make up stuff about me i already had people try to like take me down and be mean to Mm -hmm. me like and most of it wasn't even true so why should i care what anyone says Mm -hmm. they're gonna make shit up anyways you know that's why that's why when it comes to me and putting myself out there and i've learned through all this here i'm just gonna be direct here and if you don't like it i don't give a shit Mm -hmm. like i honestly don't give a shit and you have something you want to say to me Mm -hmm. say it to my fucking face and you'll find out out of 10 times they're not gonna say shit to you yeah, and, and, exactly. And at the end of the day, do we really care about it? If you don't have the balls or the mm-hmm. tits to come up to me and say what you're saying behind my back, you're really not that fucking important to me. Oh, absolutely. It's yeah. crazy, this stuff that I found out people said about me behind my back. They would never have said that to my face. Of course not. No, wait. They'd be afraid to say it to of my course, face. Exactly. They know I would cut them if they so did. What, okay, so what do we do? Instead of us festering on it, mm-hmm. let it go. Yeah. Because I, I, I found that, again, I would... I would Try to like you know you know when you when you get involved in the spiritual shit you're always wanting to send a reversal spell or you're wanting to reverse that negative energy to go back whatever. What does that I, mean? How do you do that? Just kind of tell them like uh, this is what I do. Um, I got involved in witchcraft a long time ago, mm-hmm. and then somebody else that was a witch came into my life, and my guys were telling me you don't need that stuff. Mm-hmm. Like we know yeah, that yeah, that know- kind of stuff makes me nervous. Yeah, so um, I was kind of like okay, well, what do I need to do then or whatever? Like like they were like just trust in yourself, and I got a. Uh, St. Benedict, which is really weird. I'm not, I, I'm, I was raised Catholic, but I'm not religious, came to visit me. Mm-hmm. And I was like, who are you? And he was like, look me up. And I was like, okay, whatever, because I kept feeling his like, presence. Vi- like in your visions? Yeah. Okay. And then I mm-hmm. saw a statue and he was talking to me and so was the sister. And I kept getting visions of this person and, and feeling that energy. And so I asked the guy that worked at the church, I'm all, who is the statue of? And he's like, St. Benedict, that's mm-hmm. the name of the church here. Um, you used to live in Oregon, right? Mm-hmm. You know where Mount Angel's at? Mm, I don't think so. Mount Angel has this beautiful church called St. Benedict. Uh-huh. Beautiful. I mean, the... the Mount Angel is the town? Yeah, Mount Angel is the mm-hmm. town. I don't know it. Amazing. Uh-huh. Um, so St. Benedict was like, he's a patron saint against witchcraft. Oh, interesting. So I was like, okay, or whatever. And so I, will al- I would always say, just, you know, kind of mirror it back to the person. Anybody that's sending me negative energy, negative vibes, send it back to them. Let them see what they're doing wrong. Mm-hmm. And then I just let it go. Because mm-hmm. there's nothing I can do about it. What am I going to do? Sit there and, and allow it to infiltrate my mind and control my way of thinking. It's yeah. going to drive me crazy. Mm-hmm. So I just re- just return it back and just keep on moving. Yeah. I mean, you once once you do that, and you st- I mean, you start feeling free and you start realizing who gives shit, you know, who cares? Do you think it's possible that people can actually sabotage you? But no, because no one really listens to people when they just talk a bunch of shit, right? So I think that that's where my fear came from for a little bit, where I was like, like if they're adamant enough about it, couldn't someone actually sabotage me? No, I think that's a that's a mind trick. I think yeah. that's you thinking they're going to sabotage you. And, and again, like just a quick example here some girl thought this woman was putting spells on her mm-hmm. and she was like oh my god chris she's like i just you know after what? we yeah, after, <laughs> Why would she think yeah that? after we saw this person here you know my my intuition started to uh to go away i started having really bad luck and i was like there is no such thing you're giving this 
uh, power. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so I lied to her. I told this on my podcast. I lied. I was like, let me call my friend in New York who's this big witch mm-hmm. and let me have them do a reversal spell for you. They're going to burn a so candle funny. for you, blah, blah, blah. And I called her back. I said, give me a couple hours. I called her and I was like, hey, ca- talk to my friend. They're working on your spell now. You should start feeling better within the next couple hours. And she absolutely she, did. Like yeah, placebo effect. Exactly. That's hilarious. Yeah. It's yeah. bullshit. Like yeah, nobody it has matter. that. And, no. And no one, most people care too much about themselves to put and that here, much energy into. And here's the thing too. If you're this big badass witch that can do spells, why aren't you making yourself rich mm. you know why aren't you working on your own fucking life? why is little old me bothering you so much oh i see what you're saying yeah. well, i don't know that anyone's actually like putting spells on me yeah i don't think so i don't yeah, yeah i wouldn't no. even know what that is no um do you believe in numerology that was another thing that the tarot card reader was saying to me she was like she did whatever adding of and I'm in my my one year in a nine Ooh, year good. cycle. Is that good? That's good. You're in the one year this year. Mm-hmm. So am I. Okay. What, what does that mean? It's for a us? new beginning. It's opulence. It's gain. It's um, notoriety. I love Every, the word opulence. Yeah. Everything mm-hmm. that you everything that you're putting out or that you work toward is being released. So again, you're gonna find it difficult. Everything I work towards being released. Every, oh, yeah. like it's starting to happen. It's starting to happen. Mm-hmm. Whatever. I'm telling you right now, love, the only thing that is holding you back is your way of thinking. There's nothing else there. There's mm-hmm. no bad luck on you. There's nobody else that's that, that's wishing bad luck or has is no, blackballing no. you. Let that shit go. Let allow yourself to that's yeah. what I'm doing this year. Oh yeah. yeah. No, I know that a lot of it I think I think that you know, twenty eighteen was a hard time with other people, but now I don't have anyone bad in my life anymore. Mm-hmm. Like no one it's, I know now that this is me. <laughs> like yeah. I'm, a, I'm aware that like, I'm still just a, like healing a little bit or, um, just trying to not be too, af- you know, be a, I'm trying to be more unapologetically myself, you know, Good I, for you. yeah. And that's what the I, one I year. know that, but do you know what's exciting though? I love that it's in my control now. I love that it's my own brain. It's like this, cause that, this is the only thing I can control, mm-hmm. you know? I, again, with somebody, and I always tell people that I read, to, that I when I give readings and they're like, you know, that I find that they're highly intuitive, I always tell them, you've spent so much time in the material world not paying attention to your intuition. That's what's causing your anxiety. That's what's causing your depression is because you feel so much and you feel so much mm-hmm. too that it does a number on you. Instead of being like, okay, is this the way that I'm feeling or am I taking on the energy of other people? Because mm-hmm. being a psychic, mm-hmm. I'm taking, I'm constantly always, taking yeah. the energy of other people. And I have so to, exhausting. yeah, there's times where people have walked up to me and have gotten this close to my face and instant migraine. I'm like, you need to back the fuck up. Like, yeah. So with you again, it, I think That's it's crazy. I think you're picking up on a lot of the energy around you, the mm-hmm. energy of the other people, whatever, and you're seeing too much and not and not just leaving it where it needs to be with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so you do believe in numerology. I do believe in numerology. What, what is it? How does it? It's like a bunch what of. What does numbers. it even mean? Um, uh, the way that I understand it is again they add up your birth date. Like I'm a seven. Mm-hmm. I don't know what you are, and seven is supposed to be like a spiritual person mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, I believe in it. I, I it's I've seen things happen whenever years were like that. Like yes, mm-hmm. like last year was a nine year for us. Uh huh. So what happened? We lost a lot of shit. <laughs> yeah. I'm talking about like. And the one year they said you should just be comfortable with not with a lot of loneliness still though too. It. Uh, I don't know about loneliness. It's more. It's more of like this is all about me. Mm-hmm. So I've been doing a lot of readings where I tell people this is going to be a very. We can call it a one year, but I always say it's, it's going to be a very selfish year for mm-hmm. you. And they're like, "What am I going to be a bitch?" And I'm like, "No, you're going to want to take care of yourself and mm-hmm. heal." So I always tell people like, right now you're in a one year. If that's mm-hmm. if that's truly what you're in, yeah. Put your do not disturb sign on, <laughs> and just yeah. f- go about doing you. That's yeah. what I'm doing. Yeah, like that's, I still what, have that's to what I have been doing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So take advantage of that energy. Go out there and do you. But yeah, I believe in I believe in astrology more than I do numerology or tarot mm-hmm. yeah I don't really know that much about astrology what is there anything going on right now for cancers that's what I am uh when is your what is your moon in again it's, I don't know I know I yeah we, yeah as soon as you find that out let me know my mom doesn't know I went and to, I have my birth certificate and I just looked it doesn't say the time on it but I, I feel like there's no way for me to know where's the hospital birth certificate at oh. the one where it has your footprints on it I don't know. Try My mom probably has it. Ask her for that. It's going to be on that for sure. Mm-hmm. I just went and did a spiritual tr- retreat in Vegas. Jay and I went to go visit my mas- my astrologer friend, Michelle, out there. Mm-hmm. Fucking, when I start doing retreats, you have to be a part of it. Mm-hmm. Because we sat there yeah, for eight hours, and we didn't realize how long the, the session was. It was Jay, Michelle, and I going back and forth and giving each other readings. When I say we were stuck in the spiritual vortex, we were. There was so much shit that was coming out where we were calling each other's insecurities out. Mm-hmm. I started oh. crying. Jay started crying. Oh my gosh. Michelle started crying. I said, these are the kind of readings that I want to get. I want to get to the core of the person and tell them what their problem is. And a lot of people say you can lead a horse to water and you can't get him to drink it. But if you're paying me, 
mm-hmm. $150 or $300 to give you a reading and mm-hmm. you must want change. Yeah. So I'm going to force it out of you. What you do with it is up totally up to you, but I'm mm-hmm. going to bring that to the forefront. We're going to deal with it. You're a different type of psychic, I feel like, than a lot of them are where it's like, I feel like, in, at least in my perception, even though you're like the only one I've ever talked to, mm-hmm. is that they usually just kind of they're not forcing people to change normally. They're just like, I see this happening for you and this happening for you, or don't do this. They're not like, no, you're, this is what you need to work on to your core. Like, I think that's really helpful that you do that with people. Yeah. I just mentioned this too. A lot of people go see what's called a past life regressionist. You know what that is? Mm-mm. It's kind of like hypnotherapy, but they take you to your past life in mm-hmm. nine out of 10 times. These fuckers will tell you, Rachel, you were a warrior princess that got murdered. Oh, no, or, the one I go to is not like that. Yeah, and you're kind of like, okay, that that's fine that I was this big, powerful person, but yeah, yeah. how is that affecting me now yeah. in this lifetime here? If I was so powerful, why am I so, I'm not calling you weak, but why mm-hmm. are my insecurities getting to me or whatever, and I'm not that powerful anymore? Mm-hmm. I don't do that shit. I, I tell you what the soul didn't evolve from in the last lifetime mm-hmm. and why you're back here again. Let's work on that. Yeah, yeah. So when I do these retreats, I'm going to start doing events pretty soon where I'm, where, where I'm putting all these things together. If you're going to pay me and you're going to come to this retreat, we're going to bring all that shit out of you. Mm-hmm. And Probably we're gonna, exhausting. It is. Yeah. We were, we were, for eight hours, we were sitting there and we were all in tears. So when are you going to start doing the retreats? So you're going to start hosting your own. Uh, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I want to start putting these together. I want to get like 10 yeah. women and 10 men, but I'm afraid that everyone's going to start fucking each other. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? <laughs> no. um, but yeah, I have 10, 10 women, 10, 10 men come in that are, kind of suffer from the same issues. So that way nobody's like higher up. Like you have mm-hmm. somebody that's, you know, a little bit more evolved than another person. I want everybody to kind of have like the same issue here. And we all work through it and we spend like three days together where it's like a total retreat. We're all sleeping together. Yeah, it sounds We're really like healing. I yeah. like that. And then have an astrologer there, a Reiki. Have you ever had Reiki? done Mm-mm. let me get my friend to mm-hmm. come meet with you she's okay. supposed to come out soon get a reiki healing from her i usually don't believe in that kind of shit yeah i was like i don't know we used to always make fun of my aunt for doing that we're like all right you reiki but. no this girl um uh i lived i did the the events in oregon there and uh-huh. a lot of that was a lot of hokey shit mm-hmm. this girl when she did it on me i was like what that she released so much shit mm-hmm. like it's it, i want her to do that i want an astrologer i want my psychic self to be there i want mediums to be there i want everything that you need there to help you move forward mm-hmm. in that retreat yeah so yeah are you a medium too? Mm-hmm. Is a medium a medium is when you can see the can see the dead. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Okay, and I know I knew that you yeah. could do that. Um, so, well, okay. Well, what's next for you besides the r- retreats? Uh, the podcast. Uh, the podcast. I want to do more television. I want to do more radio. Mm-hmm. I kind of lost. Uh, I was being managed by somebody a long time ago that had the ins on that, and but I was not in a good place. I was extremely fat, overweight, and I was not confident in myself. Now I'm starting to put myself out there, so I want more radio, more television work. Mm-hmm. But I want it not as an actor, but as like a motivational speaker, like that, like yeah. the like I know Tony Robbins gets a lot of shit, but I want to be that. I want to hit a lot of people all at one time. Mm-hmm. That's great. I yeah. could totally see you doing that. Yeah. You should get a like a speaking agent or something. I want to do that. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Well, that's cool. Well, thank you for doing this. Do you have any f- final words? Um, Anybody looking for a reading, hit me up, yeah. chrismedina.guide, whether it's a half an hour, an hour session, uh, feel free to follow me on social media at psychicchrism, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Uh, feel free to listen to my podcast, In Your Head with Chris Medina. You have to come on, love. I, w- I want to. You have to do it. you got to schedule yeah. me. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> All right. Thank you for doing this. Thank you, my love. Bye. Bye.